0: Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a humble nun charged with the duty to defend both humanity and the lost halo of an angel of God. Fortunately, I have with me today a very special guest, the only man worthy to lead an entire convent of warrior nuns. He's the co-host of the Sister Act Podcast and a true scion of faith in these dark times. He's the mother superior to my sister Beatrice, Mr. Mitch Beard. Mitch, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you
1: here, man. Wow, that was easily the greatest introduction I've heard on any show ever for any human being. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here on Vanguard Tactics. It's going to be fun, dude. It's
0: so great to talk to you. You know, you and I have texted a little bit. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of your show, um, and oh. uh, you know we we have texted a little bit on Facebook. But this is it's good to finally have a face to face chat with you. So, yeah, It's going to be, um, it's
1: going to be best. And I hear there's sisters in the family. So that's very cool. There,
0: there are, yes, there are sisters in the family. My, my wife is a devoted, uh, uh, follower of the emperor herself and and leads her own convent. So, uh, we're going to be doing some practice games next week. I think we got to get ready for Lone Star Open. So
1: let's get her to beat you by the end of the show. That's the goal. Okay. All right.
0: That's a good goal. Yep. Um, so, uh, obviously ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking all about the sisters of battle today. Uh, actually Mitch, I have to ask you, is this, is it heresy to just call them the Sisters of Battle? Do we need to use the formal Adeptus Ororitas? Uh,
1: I will accept either one. That's completely fine. Yeah, okay, I'll, even take, I'll even take nuns with guns if you like. But I, I, I like Sisters. I think Sisters is the appropriate.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's the OG name. That's the one we're going to stick with.
1: Yeah. So, okay.
0: Uh, so, obviously, we're going to go over the index cards uh, for 10th edition for Sisters. Um, and before we do that, though, um, getting into all this great content, Uh, we got to stop for our first sponsor break, which is for The Outpost.
2: The competitive 40K podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables, and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.wb.com the hyphen outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in store
0: and ladies and gentlemen thank you uh please don't forget to like share subscribe leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind uh and with that uh oh um before i forget um mitch you're not much on social media right you're not a instagram facebook person
1: i i am not unfortunately that's that's not really my jam you find me on discord but not really social media however however if you want to see some beautiful content hobby.robby37 is my co-host rob Hilton's instagram and if you want to see some of the wildest sisters models you've ever seen in your life and i'm not exaggerating go check that out because he is mm. okay yeah we're talking like purples and pinks uh like in a synth wave type effect Sisters,
0: okay. That, that yeah. sounds cool. I gotta check that out. All right. So um let's get into uh the the greatest faction we could possibly talk about, the true powered armor superheroes of the Imperium. It's true. Uh the sisters. Um so Mitch, you've already had a few practice games in 10th. You're actually doing a a um a practice weekend uh in Scotland. So what is what is your view? What is what should the what are the expectations that people should have, either playing sisters or going into sisters?
1: Yeah, so Uh, This has been, so my first couple games of 10th have been this weekend already. I'm I'm delighted to say my first ever game of 10th edition was against Innis Wilson playing Space Marines, which is what you call a trial by fire, which the sisters love. Absolutely. And so he was very patient with me while I looked up my data sheets, which has been a long time since I've had to look up a rule for my own faction. Um, But yeah, I think my early learnings are, and again, I'm three games deep now, you know, into some quality opponents, but just three games deep. I've played Eldar, Marines, and the Chaos list that has like 12 Obliterators, which is an interesting list. I think what sisters are this edition, we don't do the damage that we used to do. uh, It's just a fact. But we have incredibly high volumes of chaff. And we have a really cool rule where when your chaff dies, you get a miracle die. So you're talking about having like 20, 25, 30 miracle dice for the course of the game. So I think we've kind of morphed into like this super janky play the mission uh, catch you off guard by maybe high rolling some saves with emperor assistance kind of a faction. And we can do just enough damage in the right places to kind of get it done. So I think sisters are in an interesting place where they are challenging to play, but fun to play. And I think they offer a very high skill ceiling in 10th edition. Like if you know what you're doing, you will outplay people. And if you don't, you'll probably die, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I like the challenge. And we got exorcists. Right. So we got exorcists too. So we can win oh, the yeah. indirect war a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that. I I was actually um, telling my wife that she needed to put her exorcist back in her list just, just, just so that she could counter battery fire against Desolation Marines.
1: Paint them up, sisters. Paint them up. You need three this yeah. edition at least right now.
0: Good to know. So uh, so just to to touch real quickly on the on the idea of the chaff, are you feeling like it's more of an MSU build that people should be oh, looking at? Oh,
1: absolutely. I- I mean, last edition we were MSU, but you'd bring in a few hammer units to give the vol full rerolls and just go murder things. I think you need to lean even harder into the chaff. This is the edition of Chaff for Sisters, at least for Index Sisters, and don't be scared of it, you know okay. don't don't be worried about forty five points for three flagellants or sixty points for a single penitent engineer, 20 points for two crusaders. Those are points well spent, I think right now. Um, okay, so yeah, go for I, it we'll I will, we'll get there, but yeah, this is the Chaff edition for us, I believe, at the moment.
0: Okay, cool. so. Um, with that, let's talk about the army rule. Um, I'll read it out, and then you give us some, some commentary. I got it right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, acts of faith are back, uh, as always. The, the, it is, that is the most definitive rule, I think, for sisters, is acts of faith, the, the idea oh, of yeah. acts of faith. In your, if your army faction is Adeptus Sororitas, you gain one miracle dice, um, A, at the start of each turn, and B, each time an Adeptus Sororitas unit from your army is destroyed. Each time you gain a miracle dice, obviously roll ad D6. Uh, this value cannot be changed or re rolled, except, of course, with several character abilities that change that. So, like every GW rule, there's three exceptions. Yep. Um, and then uh, performing an act of faith before making a dice roll for a model or a unit from your army with the acts of faith ability. If you have one or more dice in your miracle dice pool, that unit can perform an act of faith. Mm-hmm. If it does, select one of the dice in your miracle dice pool to substitute that dice roll. Um, the dice being substituted is not rolled. Instead, you just put it in. Um, once all miracle dice substitutions have been made, remove the chosen miracle dice from your dice pool and roll all your remaining unsubstituted dice. Um, and you can, re- you can re- use acts of faith on advance rolls, battle shock tests, charge rolls, damage rolls, hit rolls, saving throws, and wound rolls. No, you can't take them on hazardous weapon tests. I had I that debate with somebody on the, on, uh, the sisters group last week. Um, so that being the case... How is this different from 9th edition, Mitch?
1: Okay, so the rule feels um, similar, but in practice actually is quite different. So a couple key differences here. In uh, the 9th edition book, you got one anytime you killed something or a character died, uh, which is very different than any one of your units died. Um, And in 9th edition, you can only use once per... Once per phase, you could do a single act of faith. Now it's once per unit per phase, which means, bef- and the one dice, two dice thing. So before you could make one 12 inch charge, can't do that anymore for free, but you can make four seven inch charges guaranteed. So it's different now in that way. The other key difference is that in the ninth edition book, we had this thicket of order units and sanctified units and then a store room units, and they had different amounts of rules on them. It's now very easy. Every single unit in this book, far as I can tell, has acts of faith, which means every single unit, when it dies, gives you a miracle dice. In the last book, only repentance did that, and it felt amazing. i tell you, it feels real amazing now. Um, and anything can use acts of faith. So what's happened to the game is you're not like chaining 2-6 to do one crazy thing. You're just doing little acts of faith all over the place to subtly manipulate the flow of the game to your advantage. And I think a good Sisters player in 10th edition is going to be using lots of miracle dice all of the time and constantly keeping the pool down. Like, if you got 12 dice in your pool, which is easy to do, you're not paying enough attention to the game in 10th edition, I would say. It's a very powerful rule. Feels quite different in practice, even if the flavor feels the same when you read the text. And I'm I'm here for it. I think it's great.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, And then we have the detachment rule. The detachment um, in the index cards is called Hallowed Martyrs. This is one of the factions, too, I gotta say, um, as a side note, I'm very excited to see what the other detachments will be. A lot of other factions, you're like, okay, Looking at the index cards, all right, the other factions are going to be are either somewhat predictable or just sort of meh. But with Sisters, the Blood of the Martyrs detachment rule is very cool, but I'm also very excited to see what the other detachment rules might be.
1: I feel like if you looked at the ninth edition book, and you don't ever want to look too far into the past because that doesn't matter anymore, but there were two detachments that dominated or orders. There was Bloody Rose all of the time. We all know that was the punchy one. That's what made Repentia so dangerous. One right. Zefram's so dangerous. And then the other one, sometimes for Pencho were bad, when Indirect was good, and then we would fall back on Valor's heart, which is the tanky one. And we'd throw right. like a bunch of Saxons and bodies on the table and say, can't kill this fast enough. This isn't either one of them. This is like the Order of our martyred Lady, if you get killed, you get better one. So I think we're at our floor. I think when we get the ones that we actually rely on competitive last edition, if we get a You Can't Kill Me one and a I Kill You one, I'm juiced. I think it's going to be really, really strong. Um, I think this one is fine, but Wait for the good stuff, I'd say, in the Codex, really to get hype for those detachments.
0: Yeah. Um, And just so everybody knows, the uh, Blood of the Martyrs rule says that each time an Adeptus Sororitas model from your army makes an attack, add one to the hit roll if that model's unit is below its starting strength, and add one to the wound roll as well if that model's unit is below half strength. Uh, For purposes of this ability, if a unit has a starting strength of one, it's considered to be below its starting strength while it has lost one or more wounds. I sometimes feel like I'm in a competition with Camilleri to see if who, which of us is the faster talker.
1: (laughs) You got to call them dot points.
0: That's right. Um, so I got to just start saying things like T's and C's and TLDR. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so in your practice game so far, has the detachment rule benefited you much or is it just sort of a meh?
1: I think it's fine. I think it's like a B tier detachment rule. Um, plus when a hit comes up fairly often, like you take off a wound and okay, well I'm going to hit you a little bit better now. Um, the plus one to wound in my first three games has come up very infrequently uh, because the thing that's alive is a random chaffune that doesn't matter. And if the thing is scary, it's probably actually been properly killed. So the plus one won't count as much. The only exception to that is our characters have this cool thing where they like to come back to life after they die. Quite often, I will have... A uh, celestine who came back and she's lost her friends and is mad about it or a canonist that came back on one wound and she's mad about it and that's where the plus one would just come into play the characters after they die once become quite dangerous with blood of martyrs and that's kind of a neat thing
0: very cool all right all right good to know all right so uh we're, we're gonna get into some data sheets but before, before we do that uh let's take a quick uh sponsor break for uh Forge.
2: The Competitive 4K Podcast is supported by ColorForge. I found Forge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to citadel base colors, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products.
0: All right, and we are back from uh, Colorforge. Guys, definitely check them out on the web. Uh, They have a great product. Um, And then don't forget to sign up for the competitive Warhammer 40K community Facebook page. Uh, The password for this month is still Drago. Uh, Remember, I'm not spell checking you on that. Uh, Just, um, you know, as long as we know it's the leader of the Grey Knights, we're good. Uh, answer all four questions. We'll let you into the group, and you guys can join the conversation. Uh, all right. So with that, Mitch, let's go into some character data sheets. We're not going to go through all of them because we would be here for three hours. Um, but um who who is a uh, of the characters? Who do you want to talk about first?
1: I feel like if we're going to talk characters, we've got to start with the most exciting character in the book. It was previewed on Warcom, but it's got to get at least a minute of attention here, and that is the triumph of Saint Catherine. 6,000-year-old bones being marched across the battlefield to chant and prayers is, I think, what you need in the 41st millennium right now for this edition.
0: Absolutely. And it is one of the coolest models in the entire game, and it is uh, so them- thematic. It is probably the most thematic unit in the entire uh, history of sisters being in this game. So,
1: yeah, I, I think uh, we'll talk about Celtsy next. I think she's the most iconic character because of her durability in terms of how sure. long she's been in the range, but the triumph is oh so this bay she's got 18 wounds three up, four up saved. so she's weirdly tough um abaddon did 15 mortals to her and her squad last night and my opponent was very upset to learn she did not die <laughs> because she has 18 <laughs> wounds uh and then was very upset to find out she had uh 18 attacks back because she's just very cool in that way um the yeah. main reason you take her though is because she has six relics you can pick two of them to turn on i won't discuss all of them i'll discuss the three that matter the most Uh, Well, one is six up uh, Feel No Pain, which you're going to turn on turn one and then turn off the rest of the game. The three really good ones are anytime someone dies near her, the Miracle Dice you get is a six automatically, which is very strong in a world where your units are going to die. The second one is Lethal Hits in combat, which has come up a surprising amount. If some bully comes into your backfield, you turn on Lethal Hits and just punch him with everything you've got, and you'll force some wounds through. And the most important one, though, is... Any unit within six of her can use as many acts of faith as they want instead of just one. Which shotgunning acts of faith for damage rolls, for wound rolls when you're wounding on fives, for save rolls is phenomenal. Uh, and if you combo her with another character we'll talk about at some point, I'm sure, it gets even more silly. So I would say that Triumph feels very much like a linchpin unit at the moment. Um, I'm going to try lists list without her, but at the moment she is kind of copy pasted in every list that I write uh, for all of that utility. Okay. She's
0: just great. All right. And are you are you just marching her down the field, shamelessly heading for a midboard objective, or are you just having her more backfield?
1: I haven't figured this out yet, Dave, is okay. the challenge. Um, right now, she's been protecting my exorcist nest, which is okay. But I actually think in some matchups, you want to push her out just so that when stuff dies around her, you get those sixes. She's also, you're going to get shot in this edition. There's a lot of indirect. It's going to happen. So I think a lot of it is controlling what they shoot by kind of forcing their hand. And she's a lot of wounds, and she's got a four from vulnerable save, and she can stack, you know, she can use four four on herself to make her saves. So she's quite resistant to heavy damage, low volume weapons. So I think there's probably a world where you do actually push her out fairly often and just say, you got to kill this. I've made it a problem, but you're going to have to work for it. And then she'll stand up again at the end of the phase anyway, because that's a thing that she can do too. Um, So I think probably she's going to be a pressure unit sometimes, and sometimes uh, a backfield caddy. And it's just, you have to learn when, which is which. And I don't know which is which, but that's what I'm going to be doing a lot of this weekend. So,
0: Okay. Uh, And uh, just a side question for you. Since you you travel a fair amount for tournaments because you're playing for Team Iceland, um, what's the best way to travel with the Triumph? Because (laughs) every time Uh, we go to an event, the, 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 the things are snapping off of it for my wife.
1: Magnetize that one cherub that sticks stupidly high up in the air. And then the rest of it can just like sit in a magnet tray with all of your other stuff. I mean, okay. sisters are a non-negotiable magnet army, right? for Repentia, there's too many bits. You just have to have them stuck down. You can't put them in right. foam. And so if if you take the one really big Cherub off, the Triumph is very, like, travelable, I think. And then okay. put it on so you Good don't cheat because she's ridiculously tall, uh,
2: unfortunately. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Although, I, I, if, if and, and I've played sisters, I took my my wife's sisters to one event um, early in ninth and um, played them as Valor's Heart. And, if, but if you are trying to say that that one cherub sticking up over terrain is means you can target the triumph, I would lose my mind and call the to you. Don't got to tell you,
1: I got to tell you, it's in the rules. I'm not going to fight it. I know. I, I have a friend who's, uh, that thing broke off, but you want to play by the rules. So they took a thick, um, like clear plastic rod stuck in the middle of the triumph, and put the cherub on top and was like, this is where it is. <laughs> the rest is broken. But if you could see this, you could shoot it. Um. All right. That's fair. That's, that's reasonable. If you're playing against a sister's player with a lot of sacrosancts, by the way, how scared you should be of, of that player is directly proportional to how many uh, halberds have snapped off. (laughs) The more you see, the more they're a traveling event player. That's, that's a good tip. That
0: I, uh, that'll make Shauna feel better because she loves her sacrosancts. And I think we've repaired every single one of
1: her halberd blades at least once. Yeah. I'm probably like 35, 40% of them gone at this point. (laughs) Through repairs. yeah, it's just how yeah there's
0: there's definitely a couple that are just attacking you with the the spear haft, and that's it,
1: yeah. and their faith and their faith
0: that's right, and their faith absolutely uh the, oh the other thing to mention about the the triumph really quickly is um it can join as a leader, it can join a squad of battle sisters. I don't know why sacrosancts are not there allowed
1: to march around it and protect it, but i i i I guess like the bones of a six thousand year old saint just aren't worth their attention, but that's fine um <laughs> I, I think she's either going to solo it in the back or you're going to put like five battle sisters with her and split the other five off an emulator. I think it's fine that she holds. She hangs out with battle sisters. I'd rather it be Sax, but you know, it's fine. Give her a bit sure. of chaff.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, who's next?
1: Uh, we we got to talk about big Selly. So okay. big Selly is not as big as she was. Um, they chopped her down to 150 points from 200, but they took away a little bit. So she's five wounds instead of six. And, five attacks instead of six attacks. They they haircut her stats a little bit. But she still does the main big thing, which is she still comes back on a two. Uh, so if she dies, she she can't come back automatically via strat, but if you just roll a two, she comes back full wounds remaining. And she can bring back any one model to life. Um, her old rule was she could bring just her two Gemini back, but now she can bring back anybody in the unit that she's in, which is pretty neat. Um, that's all she does to the unit, though. She's just a stat stick that you stick onto Angel. She can go on to Sarah from and Zephyrim. So, What's really interesting about Celestine is because you're going from, say, like... Say you've got a five angel model unit, right? Well, now it's eight. And instead of five three-up saves, you've got two models that have a two-up save and two wounds. So they're much more resistant to, like, stray or fire. And then, of course, you've got Big Celly. And she has devastating wounds with a 2 damage weapon, so you can spike sixes for miracle dice to get splashed immortals mortals in when she's attacking. So she's deceptively dangerous when you need her to be dangerous. But mostly, the thing that she does is that she goes in, she causes a problem, she gets killed, she comes back, and she continues to cause a problem. Like, sisters are all about disruption and just being incredibly difficult to deal with in the midboard and, like, brawling. And she's just an incredible brawler. And I think the utility she brings in that role is very, very powerful in an edition where indirect is heavy and shooting is heavy. The fact that you cannot kill her for sure in one shooting phase is very, very strong in this edition. So I'm pretty hot on Celestine after three games. She's been phenomenal um, in okay. all of them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, who else should we talk about? Morven. I think we can. Uh, we should talk about Morven Vall, I think. Um, so look, the hot take on Morven Vall is because she cannot be character protected, and she only joins Paragons. Right? She's got a cool rule: full hit and wound roll for the unit she's leading. That's amazing. So what you have to do is you have to go to the one unit she can lead and say, "Is this a unit I want in my list?" And the and, and Vall's value is directly tied to Paragon's value in this edition because of how leaders work. So. At 135 points, balls a package. She's pretty good in shooting. She's pretty good in combat. She's got good rules, good defensive profile. Like, you might even run her solo. I'll try it at some point just to see. But if you put it with the Paragons, we'll jump ahead to this. The Paragons have not changed in points. They're still 240 points for three models. They went up to T6 from T5, but, like, they lost their minus one damage. They're basically as hard to kill as a Thunderhammer Terminator, but they're 80 points each. So the problem with vol is if you stick her with her friends in this edition with indirect they're just going to die very very Mm -hmm. quickly and so the package of 240 plus 135 so we're talking like 375 points is a lot of eggs in one basket and i think right now in this meta that is a hard ask to make of your points um so i think vol for right now is going to go to the shelf uh we had the triumph edition we had the vol edition and now we're back to the triumph edition so you know we can just keep taking turns
0: yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Um,
0: uh, who else? Any other characters that are worth uh, a specific mention?
1: Uh, I'm going to call out just, so across all characters, I'll call out two more very briefly. The little one who you just have to know about because this is going to be in a lot of tricks is the Dialoga. She's a 35-point model. She can join the baseline sisters unit, so Battle Sisters, Dominions, and Uh What uh, she Judge does, Wink. she lets you turn any miracle dice you use into a six. So the cool trick is you stand the Retributors near the Triumph and all your Miracle Dice are sixes, and you can use as many as you want. So if you've got like a bunch of ones and twos showing, you can call Overwatch and turn them all into sixes to hit. Or if you're wounding on fives because Melt is only strength nine, you can turn them all into sixes to wound. So just being able to just empty your Miracle Dice pool for like a monster activation is a really powerful trick. And she's the other part of that. You need the Triumph, you need her, and you need some Rets. And I think that package is going to make a lot of sisters list, even just one of them. So I call her out because of what she enables. Um, have you tried this yet? Have you seen this thing in action yet? It's No,
0: I, I, I had looked at the dialogues with, with, the, with the ret squad. We had, uh, uh, Sean and I had talked about that when we were um, brainstorming her list, and, but I hadn't factored in also with the Triumph as well as a three-unit package of Devastation and, and Heartbreak.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's something. It's something. Uh, my opponent was very upset when I overwatched and hit five times with my sixes. I, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. The other unit I'll call up briefly, they're kind of the same, the candidates and the palatine, but I'm going to focus on the candidates for this. Um, you can kind of swap them out one for the other. There's an enhancement we'll get to later, which turns their mediocre combat profile into a pretty good combat profile. Um, the candidates I like because she gets full heat rolls to the squad she's with, and she can be with Saxons or Battle Sisters, and of course herself. She also can turn on a once per phase two up in vulnerable save, which is so cool. This harkens back to like I think our third edition rulebook where a canonist could do this. So it's been a long time. So what you do with her is you get her into trouble, right? You call some problems in midfield, you go brawl some idiots, you turn on your token vulnerable save so you don't die. And then in their turn, they deal with her, and then she stands back up again and is ready to go. So she's just been this really cool disruption piece where between her two open vulnerable and the fact she can come back to life, she's just a problem. And when she comes back to life in one wound, she's plus one a hit. She's plus one a wound. She's got a four damage sword at that point. Um, it's a real issue for, for people. And she's not going to win the game by herself, but she's going to cause way more problem than her points. Such that your opponent is over-investing and dealing with his idiot, meanwhile you're still backflying with exorcists and still doing other mission play. So I really, really like the cannons in this edition. Early returns. Um, okay. Yeah, take a, give Very her a cool. look. The, the palatine's the same. She just doesn't have the to open vulnerable save, so a little bit cheaper, uh, but does a similar function, just not quite so annoyingly. Basically. Okay.
0: Um, oh, and what about um, the 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 greatest preacher in the history of of the sisters,
1: Junith Is She worth a look. I haven't tried her. So Junith is 100 points. Um, She gives you a a command point every turn. I don't know how good that is for sisters yet. I've been feeling very starved on CP first half of the game and a little more flush back half of the game. So there might be some real play there. The cool trick she does is if she's with a unit, the unit is minus one to hit. That's the buff she imparts on them. And she's got some flamers and punches decently well. And if you put her with Sacracents, she gets a minus one to hit and the Sacracents get minus one to wound. Because if they're with a boss. A cannons of Palatine or a they they get they feel very important and they, they work harder. And minus one <laughs> hit, minus one moon is very powerful. Um it's it's deceptively dangerous how much that skews the defensive math. So there might be something here. I think we need to see some mortals clear out of the game a little bit first, because they're still one wound units and they're very susceptible to mortals. But in a world, in a meta with less mortals, I'd be very interested in Junith and Sacks. And who knows, like maybe that gets changed. Um I, I think like there's definitely some play there and she deserves experimentation 100%. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. All right. Um, how about, uh, let's, let's move on to the rest of the, the convent. Um, the battle sister, the basic battle sister squad. Um, well, and, well, side note, there are no more regular Celestians. There's only Sacracent. So if you had regular Celestians, go ahead and paint them back in black armor, whatever you were doing.
1: So Yeah, Celestians are gone. You know what? They were bad in the second book. They were bad in the third edition book. They were bad in the uh, PDF. Uh, they were bad in the uh, White Dwarf Codex. They were bad in the PDF Download Codex. They were bad in the Beta Codex. They were bad in the 8th book. They were bad in the ninth book. It's okay that they don't exist in the 10th book. I'm not crying about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. No, Nobody, I never once saw them on the table ever. So it's okay. Let them go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Battle Sisters, I like this unit. 110 points, they get all the guns for free now, which is kind of the new 10th edition thing. So what you can do is put a Melta gun, a multi-Melta, and an Inferno pistol for, for Melta-esque shots on them. They have a banner. If they kill something, they give you a Miracle Dice. If they're sitting on an objective, uh, they give you a Miracle Dice, so they're mini Miracle Dice factory. And their cherubs are cool now. So cherubs used to be different depending on what unit had it. Now they're all the same. When you use an act of faith, get a Miracle Dice. So you could like pointlessly advance Use a miracle dice and, and re-roll it into a new miracle dice. So they're little miracle dice farms. Um, there's also when we get to it, you can split. Immolators have this cool thing where they basically let you combat squad the unit that goes into it. So you could take those ten battle sisters, put the ones with all the guns and the and the you know and the uh, power weapon into the immolator. Put the other five girls in your backfield objective, never to be seen again. Probably wrapped around a triumph. And now, like for 110 points, that's a lot of value all over the table, and it's a fair bit of guns too. So I've been enjoying Battle Sisters, five of the emulator with the cannons, giving them full hit rolls and full we rolls from the emulator. That's a real dangerous package. And five idiots in the back. It's a lot of value for 110. And I would say not mandatory for every lift, but I don't think 110 points is a remotely bad spend on these girls. They're great.
0: Definitely more of a shooter unit still, though, than any sort of, you don't want to be throwing them in a melee.
1: You, what, you think one attack at weapon skill four doesn't get the job done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: especially when their their chain swords are are only strength three and they don't even get an ap in this edition that's that's
1: rough the only thing i'd say is everyone's ap went down So like don't be afraid to throw these girls on an objective and like maybe they survive the clap back in combat you've got some miracle dice and they're oc2 and now they've taken it like don't be afraid to charge just don't expect them to kill anything when they get there just have them be standing in the right place yeah okay
0: all right fair enough all right uh who should we talk about next
1: Oh, there's so many good units that we could be talking about, uh, and a few ones that we shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to go straight to the Battle Concave units, if that's okay. They're not yeah. full sisters units, so I feel like maybe I should be doing them later, but I'm real hot on this right now. Um, okay. There's three Battle Concave units. There are Crusaders, which are two models for 20 points. There are um, Death Cult Assassins, which are two models for 35 points that can actually punch and have precision, so they're character snipers. And then you've got the Arcoflagellants, who are three models for 45 points. Um, I think in order of love for them, Arcoflagellants are my new best friend. They are phenomenal. 45 points for three models. They are 18 attacks. If you, if you give them the stims, maybe they die. No one cares. They're chaff. But they're 18 attacks for 45 points. Two wounds each for uh, feel no pain. They're deceptively tough for what they are. And they give you Miracle Dice when they die. A lot of good mission play out of them. And then Crusaders, 20 points for two idiots that also give you Miracle Dice and stand around. You could credibly run, like, three of each of those and just be flooded in drops and flooded in future Miracle Dice. And I think it feels really, really great. Um, This, I think, is the backbone of, like, the sister's heavy chaff list. It's so cheap. Um, Okay. And and even if they've got six indirect guns, it's only six activations, right? You have a lot of chaff. So, like... Do they want to be spending an indirect activation to kill two Crusaders? Probably not. But I've just forced you to for 20 points and I'll take that miracle dice. Thank you very much. So they've been causing a lot of problems through their sheer quantity of annoyingly just a little bit durable bodies. And I think we should be looking a lot into this, uh, into these girls and boys. Okay,
0: Yeah. cool. Good to know. Uh, so then let's talk about, um, obviously we, we've already sort of touched on Paragons. See, my brain is still uh. also stuck in like, Battlefield roles, uh, you know, elite. Oh, I know. Attack. You want to do
1: elites and fast attacks and heavies and stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's, my brain is stuck in that mode. Um, so um, we've already talked about paragons that that they're a bit overcosted for what they do, a lot overcosted actually for what they do. Um, yeah. How about sacrosins? Are we, are they still just as wonderful as always?
1: I have not put sacrosins on the table yet in tenth edition. I am going to. Um, I think minus one to wound is is real potential value for them. The main challenge to Saxons is we don't have the tougher uh, detachment rule, and we don't have the punchier detachment rule. And without one of those two, I think their their base data sheet doesn't get it done. They went from a two-up safe to a three-up safe base. They still have their four pinball from the shields, which is a, a pretty reasonable nerf. And they're, they just took a huge hit for their combat across the board. Like, they lost a point of AP, so their spears are AP2, and the maces are AP1, and they lost a point of strength, so the spears are five and the maces are strength four. And, like, between that, they, like, two attacks each, they just, like, don't hit that hard. Um, but in a chaff edition, maybe you take five and they're quite irritating because they're also minus one to wounds. And they're not that expensive. So I'm definitely going to throw them on the table, but I think you can't expect them to go murder things. You just more expect them to tie units up in combat and be a problem and, you know, caddy around a decently punchy cannonist. Um, I'm okay. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, cool, all right,
0: cool. Um,
1: you know what I'm not intrigued by? Repentia. That's the other elite data sheet we have to talk about. The poor. Oh yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So you read this data sheet and you're like, okay, two attacks, but they had that in the old book. And then you keep reading, you're like, oh, full hit me rolls uh, full rooney rolls in the charge. Okay, so they come with their own vol buff and add a rhino, and you're like, this is. I'm getting some, some feelings about, about this. And you're not wrong, but in this moment, when, at the moment we're recording, Overwatch is very strong and they have virtually no defense against Overwatch. So into a broad swath of the meta, they're just not going to get where they want to go because they're going to pick their heads up and just get like picked up immediately. So we go through phases with sisters. Sometimes Repentia are strong and sometimes Repentia are weak. And you just need to recognize when, which is which and put them on your list or put them on your shelf at the moment. They're going to live on the shelf, but that's okay. Uh, It's, there's an ebb and a flow to Repentia. There always has been. And just right now, it's ebbing. And we'll just keep watching for their time. Uh, it will come. It has in the past. We just got to wait for it. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. So even, pu- even packing Repentia into a Rhino is not a, a valid plan at this point?
1: The problem is they have to get out of the Rhino. And you yeah. can shoot them when they get out of the Rhino. And so you have to construct a scenario where they can get out and not get overwatched. And then because you can't 2d6 miracle the charge, you can't guarantee that. Like if I could make a 12 inch charge and then get them behind the wall so it works, maybe. But the problem is I can't guarantee a long charge and they get a watch in the move phase. It just makes it very awkward to do what they want to do. Uh, and they're an investment. They're not cheap. And you got to pay for the rhino. So like if you can't consistently do the thing, which is murder something, it's, it's a little bit iffy. Um, I could okay. be wrong, but I, my intuition tells me it's not the time for a pencha. Like they're just going to have to wait their turn.
0: Okay, sorry, girls. Continue, continue repenting quietly in the corner.
1: It'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah,
0: yeah. All things, all things. That is, that is the other one of the other immutable laws of 40k. Uh, everything has its day in the sun. Everything will come back around eventually.
1: My wife always looks at me like, "You play one faction. Why are you still buying models?" I'm like, no, but it's a different meta now. Like, I need thirty sacreens. I didn't need them last month. You don't understand. It's fine. <laughs> Let me buy my models. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I have the same conversation too. And in, in my wife's like, "No, I'm I'm just going to play with the models that I have." I'm like, "But are you though? Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Don't you also think that you need another exorcist?" Yeah. So yeah. um I will. I will make a side note. Uh, just a quick comment. The hospitaler. Uh, we got to pour one out for her because she is far less valuable in this edition. Uh,
1: she doesn't res models anymore. The strat obviously yeah. doesn't currently exist. She heals characters, but like, I don't want my characters healed. I want my characters on one wound where they get plus one to hit, plus one to wound. I don't want them feeling good. I want them angry that they got punched. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and attaching a feel-no-pain to one wound units just like doesn't feel amazing like it does on other factions in their two wound units. I think she just stays home for now. Yeah. Sisters right. have like 10 little random characters. And at any time, like three of them are good and six of them are whatever, she's just on the wrong side of that equation this edition. She'll come back. In the meantime, yeah. incredible model. She's a, a joy to paint. You should you should own that model because she's a mini diorama. Um, oh, yeah.
0: No, um, my wife is, is still like taking her time on that one. Like she painted it up enough so that it could be fielded on the table and get her battle ready points at ninth edition. But she's like, that's one of the ones that she's really taking her time on painting because it is like exactly like you said, a little mini diorama.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the um, other thing I'd say is all sisters characters have intrinsic value in this edition because they can all come back to life one time. In the last book, it was two CP to bring back one character to life one time per game. Now it's one CP once per game per character. So every little character you have is going to be on that objective after the shooting phase is done because it will just come back to life. And there's a lot of utility in that, especially if your opponent's not taking assassinate. So even if the abilities look weak or the stats look weak, the fact of it being a sister's character is enormously valuable and that's not to be discounted. So,
0: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so one of the u- units that I've seen people really kind of wailing and moaning about online are the Dominions. What's, what's mm-hmm. your thought on Dominions?
1: So Dominions are interesting now. They, I believe they're 120 points. I'll double check that. Uh, do, do. 130, 130. Yeah, I was worried they were 130. So the weird thing about Dominions is you have to take them in 10, you can't take them in, uh, in fives like you did in the old edition. You can still only put four specials on that squad, just as in the old edition. So, the only viable way to take Dominions is with an emulator, where you split them and in combat squad the guns into the emulator, which gets a scout move, which is cool. And then the non guns just play the mission. They can also scout move, they go stand in an objective or whatever. They're just mission players. So, I think that's perfectly fine. I'm doing it with Battle Sisters, and I love it. If you put a Palatine in that squad, it gives them lethal hits on the, on their guns, which is very helpful. And the Palatine keeps the scout because she has scout as well. So there is a cool combo in here. The challenge is that they're 130. The Immolator's 130. Like the Palatine's like 50-something points. So like it feels like a powerful package, but you're paying a lot of points for the privilege. I don't know if it makes the cut or not. Genuinely, it might. It might not. But it's definitely worth trying. Um, And we'll kind of see if if it gets the job done or not. But I'm not that sad about them. Uh because the okay. combat squad and emulator kind of fixes their biggest weakness, which is big squad okay. size.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just can't have a you just can't have the the other five join a char- you know, join a character like like with the battle sister.
1: I don't think you I I mean you you could, just not that many units can join Dominions as Battle Sisters. Everything can right. join Battle Sisters. Um but that's okay. Just have them scout move and stand on a mid-board objective. Like give your opponents stress your opponent's guns some more, make them the thing that has to be shot instead of whatever else you've got going on.
0: Okay. And when they die, thank you for the miracle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's miracle miracleized now because it's two squads of dominions. Exactly. You're never that sad if a unit dies, which I think is very flavorful for the sisters. Like, Oh no. That's, oh, I rolled a six. Yay.
0: Um, so let's talk about some uh, wrath from the sky. Uh, oh, Seraphim and Zephrim.
1: I was not going to let you get away from talking about units without talking about our angels. Uh, our angels are phenomenal in this book absolutely phenomenal uh i'll start with the weaker one zephyrim uh they are basically what they were uh three attacks each strength four ap1 uh sorry ap2 like all power weapons now one damage if they charge they're plus one strength so they'll be strength five in the charge so into t4 t5 this matters um they'll go beat up chaff they'll go like do some damage into things if you stick celestine with them suddenly they do a lot more damage and are a Shockingly much more durable, like I said, because the Gemini, because they're not characters, can take hits before the, the Zephyrin do. So, first you lose your Gemini, then you lose your and then you lose your Celestine. Um, so, I think they're interesting. And the best part about them is you kind of want to be able to rapid ingress, right? Like, you need a unit where you're like, oh, yeah. this is the one. That's the one. Because you come away 9, 10, 11, 12 inches away behind the wall. They can't shoot you. And then you go in on your turn. Very powerful, very dangerous threat. And I think that in a Rapid Ingress Edition, I like Zephyrm quite a bit, especially with the Celestine stuck to them. So I think bringing a squad of five or ten is like a very cool mission piece for this faction, um, which is all about board control and disruption. So they're very good at that. Um, what do you think about Zephyrm?
0: I, I think it was interesting. Well, the first, you know, I... You said the weaker of the two, and I thought you were gonna say Seraphim, because I thought the Zephyrin were gonna be the the stronger of the two in your in your estimation, because they can transport Celestine, because they can, you know, they're in last edition they were honestly they were the 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 meleeers that got in and really absolutely murked um big things sometimes and certainly yeah. lots of little things.
1: Sadly we've lost the ability to give them full rerolls to hit and wound. So instead they're more like medium weight skirmishers. But it's still yeah. dangerous and have to be respected. Um,
0: yeah, because before the in last edition, the trick was Morvin said, All right, you go go Merc. And then absolutely. they would take off and, and slaughter something. And without their their full rerolls, I can see where their efficiency's gone down.
1: Yeah. And they're only 14 points a model, which, you know, for a fast moving body with a five open vulnerable save, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So let's talk about Seraphim. So a few changes that happened to Seraphim on the data sheet, which wasn't immediately obvious to me until I read it a few times. Um, in the old edition. You could take five to ten models, uh, and their defensive profile is the same. Three up save, five up pinball, one wound, whatever. Um, but you could only ever take two girls with specials. So you could have uh, a gr- uh, one with two flamers or two melted, You could do it twice. You'd have with the four hand flamers, which are strength four sister flamers, or up to four inferno pistols. Inferno pistols are quite a lot worse now. They're still strength eight, d3 damage instead of d6. Uh, they're not amazing, but those flamers are pretty good. Now you can take up to, up to four specials per five models, which means if you take 10 Seraphim, you can have up to eight Strength 4 Flamers in that unit or eight in that unit for 140 points. And that is a lot of weapons. That's a, that lot, is a lot of, of weapons. weapons.
0: Yeah, I totally missed that too.
1: And so you combine that with their incredible data sheet ability, which is called Angelic Ascent. And what a gelica scent lets you do is it lets you move six inches after you shoot. So they have a built-in on data sheet fire and fade ability. On a a unit that only has 12-inch guns, this is a huge save. I can shoot you 12 inches and then jump behind the wall, right? Or I can I can drop in nine inches away, shoot you, move forward six inches, and now I'm on your objective because now I can be three inches away from you. So it's quite hard to screen out. The mission play potential is extremely high because I can be somewhere where I need to be with that six-inch move, whether it's forward, backwards, sideways, whatever, sneak into your deployment zone, however I do it. And if you're taking flamers, you may have noticed Overwatch is really good in this edition. I got to tell you, I drop in nine, I shoot something off the table, I walk forward, and now I'm three inches away from your front line. I am move blocking you, and the first thing to move is getting flamered with 86 Strength 4 flamer shots, uh, ignoring cover. So that's a lot of problem. Yeah. I'm looking for units that, that a, cause problems. That a volume. Yeah. Yes. This book is about finding units that cause problems. This unit causes problems. Uh, I think 10 Seraphim with hand flamers is a phenomenal unit. And you can give them Celestine. You can just be like, you know what? They get a little bit of punch too. They don't have the mega punch, but now I've got a mix of like shoot, utility, and punch all in one unit. Uh, you know, feels good. So why do you take 10 girls with the eight flamers, and then you take one or two units of five, because they're just also incredible chaff that are fast. And, you know, chaff that's got four melted guns is still something you kind of have to respect or four flamers you still have to respect. So, right. A tier, A okay. tier unit. I-, I think they're nearly S tier in this book, honestly. Really? And the jankier you learn to play, the more you're going to love them. So.
0: <laughs> All right. Very cool. Um, and they are one of the few units that's got a built in five up yes. of A lot of sisters units have six up invulns, but Seraphim. Have a five up and I think the Zephyrum do too, right? Yeah, Zephrim do. They too. do.
1: They do. It's because uh, so, they're angels. That was the rule in the old book. And yeah, sometimes you just roll your five ups. Like sometimes yeah. that happens. And if if you shoot down six of those Seraphim, guess what? The last four models still have eight flamers. <laughs> they still have eight <laughs> flamers. <laughs> that is also a valid point. All right, very
0: cool. Um, so you want to talk some tanks?
1: Oh, well. Oh. Uh oh, wait, well, hold on. Before we do that, we gotta talk about rats. We do. Rets were a star in the last edition. So they're 130 points now and uh, weapons are free, which means if you're taking if you were taking heavy bolters or uh, or flamers, you're gonna be sad because they're now more expensive. Now flamers have overwatch potential, so I don't hate that, but the heavy bolters are just quite weak for that points. You can take the melters, though. The sad problem with Melts is they got kneecapped. Uh they're 18-inch range instead of 24-inch range. Uh, they instead of being hitting on threes with a hit penalty, they now hit on fours with a hit boost. This is worse for us because if you take a minus to hit, they now hit on fives instead of fours. Um, And they're only strength nine in a world where strength nine is not what it used to be. So, you know, they're wounding rhinos on fours and they're ruining most tanks on fives. So rats don't really shoot tanks unless you load the miracle dice. We talked about the miracle dice shotgun trick before where you just say, I only roll sixes. But they're real good into heavy infantry or light infantry even. So I think they still have an important role to play, um, but they're no longer the absolute murder bomb that they were. Uh, yeah. so I think a unit is still just fine under 65 package with the doc, with the, di- uh, Dialogus, but I, I'm not obviously taking three. I might take two, but I, my expectations for them have kind of changed from what they used to be. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and the, um, they also limited the, the rets in this unit, in this edition. So you can't have the five chaff girls there. To
1: take uh, if I could take a blade of wounds, I would do so much with that. Like, there's a unit that gives a four-up and vulnerable save to a squad. Like, I would slam that on those five ablative wounds. But you're right. Without that, it's much more tricky to take casualties and still be useful. And by the time that you can take plus one to wound, there's only two models left. Engineering exactly two models left is, even with Miracle Dice, not trivial. So, yeah.
0: All right. Um, and I know your co-host, Rob, is not here, but we'll very, just in his honor, or maybe we're, we're disrespecting him here, um, we got just real quick touch on <laughs> on penitent engines and mortifiers.
1: So, that- my co-host Rob Helton loves this unit more than any other model in all of 40k. In Eighth Edition and Ninth Edition, you could take one to four per squad, which means you could take up to twelve mortifiers and twelve penitent engines. And it was the same friggin' unit. They had slightly different rules, but it was basically the same thing, same kit. And there was a list, which was twenty-four engines plus other stuff, and it was his his thing. It was a gatekeeper list. It was a B tier gatekeeper list, but it was so fun to play and see played. And of course, TW dropped the squad size down to ones and to twos. So that list is completely dead. Now you can take a max of 12 instead of 24. And he, I think he owns 56 engines between the two. Like he just loved engines. So I'm very sad for my poor, my poor co host Rob. Um, but they're great units in ones and twos. So not all is lost for those who weren't playing the ridiculous meme list. Um, <laughs> they
0: might have a few extra to stay on the shelf, but at least half of their list from ninth edition can still show up on the table.
1: So the first question you always ask for this is like, do you take mortifiers or penitent engines? And different editions has always been kind of a different answer, which is the joys of the ebb and flow of 40k. I can tell you right now, take your penitent engines before your mortifiers. Um, a mortifier can, ha- one of them can have a three-up save and they can have heavy bolters, which is nice. Uh, they can have a uh which is cool but uh but the penitent engine uh gets advance and charge for free on the data sheet and all of its all of its weapons are assault so it effectively also has shoot and charge uh advance and shoot for free the mortifier's ability is if it charges it gets sustained hits one on its weapon which is cool but if you look at the penitent engine data sheet all of the weapons have sustained hits one naturally So it is better in virtually every single way and they're both 60 points and they both have miracle dice now uh, and acts of faith. So I would start with penitence before you go to mortifiers. I've been running this weekend three one model penitent engine units 60 points each, 180 points. Remember how I said I like chaff? Five wounds, T6, five up feel no pain is way too hard to deal with for 60 points. Like people are not investing 60 points to kill those idiots and if they get to just run around flaming stuff and Hitting stuff with their saws, they can do a lot of work into the chaff units that you often have to skirmish with. And I'm just really hyped for this. And they're hilarious tank shock units because the buzz, they are vehicles. Their saws are strength 10, which means if you're going into infantry, meaning not a T10 target, you're gonna roll 12 dice every five is immortal. So they can just casually average four mortals on the charge for one 60-point unit. And that is something you're gonna pull out of your back pocket from time to time. Um, and they give you miracle lights when they die and they can, and they can advance the, they can miracle, the advance miracle, the charge. And this is a 60 point unit. Um, these are the Queens of chaff. They are the Queens of the chaff, basically in a chaff okay. world, they're Queens.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's real quick, we've already mentioned it a couple of times. It is the, the organ that that you do not want to hear playing. Um,
2: <laughs> it is,
0: it is one of the coolest models also of, in the entire game, in my in my opinion, The 100%. Exorcist. Um, when when this lady hits those tickles those ivories, people die. So, <laughs> um, go ahead and tell everybody about
1: The Exorcist. By the way, if you're on the Sorcha side, you do want to hear this thing. It gives you a leadership boost for its its sweet tunes if you're standing near it, which I think is adorable. Um, <laughs> but that's not why you take it. Uh, this bay is T ten which is kind of nice. She's not just T9, 11 wounds. So she's got that 11th wound, which is a really nice break point, right? It's a damage two weapons. Um, she's OC3, which I appreciate because she's often in the back. But the most important thing is both of her guns are natively indirect. Now in a world, in an addition with very heavy indirect, you've got to say, well, how good is my indirect and can it, can it compete? And uh, one of the guns is the one you're not going to take most of the time. Maybe you take one. It's 3d6 shots, strength 5, AP 0, 1 damage. Uh, it's got, it's heavy and ignores cover and blast. So it ignores all the indirect penalties, right? It's plus one to hit off, minus one to hit. It ignores the cover they would get, but it's five zero one, So it's like a chaff clear, um, which is fine. But we also have a lot of other ways to clear chaff. We've got penitents, we've got seraphim, we've got just, you know, archiphogellants, we're just running around doing lots of like weak, low quality attacks. The other gun is D6 plus two shots, heavy, so it's going to hit plus one to hit if it stays where it is, 36-inch range, strength 10, AP2, D6 damage. And I got to tell you, that D6 damage is real deceptive, because this sucker is near a triumph, and I'm going to use whatever Miracle Dose I want for that damage roll. So, <laughs> uh, very, very nice package, and it's 140 points, which is, which is like the other thing I copy paste into my list is three exorcists. Like if I'm trying to play competitively, it's three exorcists in the triumph. And then I'll start building the rest of my list with the rest, the other 1,400 points I got. Um, yeah, this is a All model right. that you want to have.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, I can totally see the conflagration rockets, the the 3D6 shots being good if you're playing into somebody who's spamming termagants. But other yeah. than that. The, yeah. the the exorcist missile the the, the, the the strength ten exorcist missile launcher, that's the one and it's and it's a ballistic skill three up with heavy. So if it doesn't move, it's hitting on twos. And threes yes, if it's indirect, which is fine. Yeah, for threes yeah. if it's indirect, which is fine. And then when somebody's gonna say, Look, I have desolation marines, and you're gonna say, I have three exorcists, I will delete your desolation marines very quickly so that I can then play the rest of the game.
1: Three exorcists shooting indirect at Desolation Marines will on average kill five across the three of them. Uh, they can put armor contempt, but then you just pick a different squad of Desolation Marines, which means like over a turn or two, uh, you will have whittled them down to ineffectualness, and then you can kind of get on with your game plan. They they actually beat most indirect in the game. Like they beat D cannons because cannons only shoot 24. They shoot 36. Um, not a lot of indirect to strength 10, which means their toughness 10 is going to see stuff wounding on like fives or even sixes when they try to shoot them indirect. So they will beat up the other indirect pretty efficiently. And they'll beat up armor pretty efficiently. Strength ten. We like Meltaguns guns are strength nine. These things are stronger yeah. than Nelta guns. Um, I think a lot of it, a lot of tenth play right now is going to be: can you keep your Exorcist shooting efficiently and safe, um, and give them enough other problems to deal with that your exorcists get to go for five turns? And if they do, you have a very good game ahead of you, I think. Um, and they're gorgeous models, like you said. I mean, they're just stunning.
0: So oh, yeah, one of the it's just absolutely an amazing model. So cool. So um Don't if, don't if, paint these have,
1: three in the weekend before the Super Major. You you will need to spend time on them. <laughs> they have so much detail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a you might just really quickly just do enough to get them on the table for the first event if you're rushing, you know, get them battle ready, but that w- you will not be done with them for after that after that initial battle ready paint job. You're gonna want to go back and hit in all of the the shades on the pipes, the flames on the smokestacks on the side. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: And, and if gorgeous. you don't, they will shame you into it because they'll do so much work for you. You'll feel bad you didn't give them the emperor's love that they've always deserved.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, if you have, know or have heard of counter battery fire, invest in exorcists. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, how about Cassie? Uh, on, on your show, she's called Cassie. She's the castigator tank. Yep.
1: Yeah. I I haven't tried Cassie yet, but it's only because I haven't had enough games to test everything I want to test. She's absolutely test worthy. 150 points, so somehow more expensive than uh, an Exorcist. So she's got two guns. You can give her the auto cannons or the battle cannon. Hilariously, the auto cannon gets reroll hits into infantry, and the battle cannon gets reroll hits into monsters and vehicles. But the auto cannon is better into vehicles, and the battle cannon is better into infantry. So don't be confused <laughs> by what the game designers tried to do. <laughs> the auto cannon is strength nine and it and it's twin link. so it's going to be rerolling the wound roll, which is what you want in the high toughness. And the battle cannon is blast ignores cover, which is exactly what you want into infantry. Um, so pick the pick the turret that you want for the job that you want it to do. Again, do the opposite of what the rules tell you. But it's a great little tech piece, and I like one castigator a lot. I think it's just nice to have those guns. It also causes battle shock if it shoots something, so it just is another point of failure in your opponent's plan. Between the Exorcist Indirect and the Castigator Forcing Battle Shock, it just like will make your opponent commit harder to their objectives than they really want to do, right? Because they have to respect you a little bit more. There might be a three Castigator list. I have not tested. I don't own three Castigators at the moment. But I do worry in a world with heavy tanks, the Castigator not, is not the scariest of those. Like if you can deal with Knights, you can deal with Castigators. So I feel like she's a zero-one option, but there might be like a triple Castigator, triple Exorcist, like double Emulator list out there. Uh, that is yet to be discovered i don't know
0: just just the 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 sister's armor list
1: yeah like we just literally roll in i that might be a list i haven't tested it yet uh someone's gonna uh, uh, i don't it would know travel it well
0: because very few
1: models and they're all bricks you know they don't have many Sorry, uh yeah. things sticking off the sides
0: yeah you, yeah yeah you, you won't be worrying about gluing on little uh chains and chains and uh of uh, sword blades at the end when you when you get to your destination which is yeah, nice. absolutely um, so cassie right, so, yeah worth it yeah okay um, and then the last one, we you know, Rhinos or Rhinos. We don't have to talk about Rhinos. Rhinos, or rhinos. Um, And then, so last but certainly not least, um, the Immolator.
1: Um, you've mentioned it a few times. I'm enjoying my Immolator. She gives you a free combat squad. She's got a decent gun. You know, it's a twin-linked gun on the top, which is, you know, twin-linked multi-meltive kind of helps fix Strength 9. She, she has the fire support rule we've seen in 10th Edition a lot, where if she just hits something, a unit that gets out of her gets four rolls to wound, which is very powerful. Um, I, my trick is with the cannonist, So the cannonist gives all the hits and the inlet gives real to wound. And that's an interesting little package. I think she's pretty powerful for all of these things. She's also T10, 11 wounds. So she's tankier than a Rhino materially. The only downside is she's 130 points, which I feel like is paying a lot for the utility she gives versus 80 points for a Rhino. Um, but I don't know, I'm enjoying her. Uh, I think she's definitely got play. Um, if she was like 110 points, I think she'd be, a uh, almost an auto take for the utility she brings. And even now I don't mind her. So give her a shot. I like her. I like it. She's not like an S tier unit, but I like her. She's cool.
0: Are you, are you, are you, are you using uh, multi-melters or flamers in the turret?
1: I haven't decided. Multi-melters are cute because they get twin linked on the strength nine. Flamers are cute because I can drive in front of your whole army and say, would you like to be overwatched? Um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: And, and sisters flamers being better, it's a strength six AP1 flamer with 2d6 shots. So, it, and it, that ignores cover. So, I mean, I, th- I think that's a respectable profile.
1: Yeah. All of our flamers are now torn and ignore cover, every single one of them. But yeah, strength six into T3 is a feel good. Even into T4 is a feel good, right? And that AP1 is really AP2 because of the cover ignore. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. And you can overwatch a yeah. lone operator if it gets too close. If you're in midboard, like, you know, there's stuff you can do.
0: All right. I mean, and, and we, you know, I always support the idea of, of um, barbecuing uh, pointy-eared elves at T3, so.
1: And, and don't forget, the uh, hunter killers are free. Everyone gets one. So right. you get that one cute little shot uh, as well, hitting on two, you know, strength 14, AP3, D6 damage, sure. If that lands, yeah. you're going to use a miracle dice for the damage roll, and you're not going to be upset about it.
0: My, my wife was unnecessarily excited when she realized that all of the hunter killer missiles were, were free, now. Yeah. Because, you know, it's always the debate of, do I have the extra five points or whatever? I'm like, no, they're all free now. She's like, yes!
1: I I think we are kindred spirits, because the random rule that I'm excited for on it is that it hits on a four now, instead of six, and it's got three attacks. So, like, I'm quite keen to roll my fours and maybe I'll actually hit you with a strength six, AP zero, one damage attack. But, you know, if I take a wound off, I'm very proud of that emulator for punching you.
2: Very cool.
0: All right, so, um... Let's talk enhancements real quick. I know we mostly went through we mostly went through, um, we, we mostly went through uh, named characters. So you're not going to put any enhancements on them. But certainly, as you also mentioned, the Canoness, the, 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 the Palatine, both 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 valid um, picks and as well as certainly the Dialogus can be an enhancement monkey. So the first one is Saintly Example, uh, you know, when the bear is destroyed, you get an additional D3 miracle dice. So you're getting one D3 plus one miracle dice.
1: Yep. The important thing to know about seeing the example is it is 10 points. So if you've got 10 points left over, this is what you're going to spend it on. I don't think you're going to, I would rather take, if I could find 20 points, I'd rather just take two crusaders because that's an action monkey and also miracle dice when it dies. But if you've got all three or have 10 points left, yeah, go ahead, buy it. Fine. No problem.
0: Okay. Uh, or if you just struggle to find um, where somebody is selling crusaders, because they're hard to find now.
1: <laughs> I mean, Kit Basher and the model's terrible. Like just yeah. there's um there's a lot of good um what's it called um uh, necromunda models that you can use for this there's like some cool like shield oh, okay. dudes like shield enforcer dudes you can also just like use sacrosanct shields um, the sacrosanct box has six shields in it so you'll end up with a few extras you could make crusaders out of them there, and like give them a cool sword there's a lot of ways to make crusaders out of your bits box or or okay. other ranges
0: yeah all right uh, next enhancement uh, you want to read it out. Blade of St. Eleanor?
1: This is the one I've been running, and I've been kind of enjoying. So, it's a weapon. It's plus one attack, plus one strength, plus one damage, uh, which the Cannabis of the Palatine really need, because they don't have that many attacks. And then if you've lost one or more wounds, so again, this is like sisters get mad when you hurt them, it's plus two to attack strength and damage, which means you can get either a Cannabis Blessed Blade or Palatine Power Sword up to damage four if they've taken a single wound, which is not nothing, and it's going to be like strength enough, you know, like strength six, seven, depending on the weapon, Um, you know, and uh, they're they're AP two weapons. So this is pretty cool, especially if she's died once and comes back to life on one wound, she's real mad about it, so.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, litanies of faith. Um, At the end of the command phase of the bearers on the battlefield, you can reroll one miracle dice from your miracle dice pool and return it to your miracle dice pool with the new result you rolled. Though you said, oh, I don't want this too. I'm going to reroll it. Uh, when doing so, if the bear has lost one or more wounds or is leading a unit that's below half strength, you can reroll up to three miracle dice in this way.
1: So uh, very powerful. Um, I found because I've written a lot of lists that like twenty, it's twenty-five points, and twenty-five points is again, it's a unit of crusaders and a little bit extra. It's I'm often adding it in early and then cutting it late, and then some games I'm regretting it and some games I'm not, depending on how smooth my luck has been with my miracle dice rolls. So I, I'm not. I think it's very defensible. I think it's weirdly also defensible to not include it in this edition. Um I don't know. All right. But I I think it's a very solid a solid relic, especially if your character dies, gets back up on one wound. Okay, now it's rolling 3 dice instead of 1. There's a fair bit of value in that too. Okay. I keep saying this a lot. Your characters are going to die and stand up again. You've got to make it worth it.
0: Basically, Right. Yeah. yeah. Make they when they die, make their sacrifice worth it before they come back 3 seconds later. Absolutely. Um all right. So, uh, how about the mantle of Ophelia?
1: This thing is only is 20 points, which feels pretty pricey. It's exactly the relic in the old book, uh, damage characteristics. all go to one. So get hit with a melted gun, one damage, get hit with the incarn one damage. Like everything is one damage. Um, or palatine. Remember the they both have a four pin bowl. They can use miracle dice. The canis can get a two up in bowl, two up in bowl, flat damage. One, everything is hilarious. That monster will not kill you. Um, but it's twenty points, and I'd rather put the Blade of St. Eleanor on them instead to go do punching. Uh, you know, when they die, they'll just come back and hit you again. So I think the problem is the the opportunity cost of not taking the Blade of St. Eleanor, which I believe is only fifteen points. So it's even cheaper. Um, but it's a good relic. Maybe take both and just be a pain in the butt. Um, <laughs>
0: One on one and one on the other, and just see see which one does better for you each game on a game by game basis.
1: Yeah, mantle on the palatine, so she's got her annoying defensive buff, and the cannons has her two open ball ones per game. And so, between the two of them, you're not guaranteed to get the kill when you dive them.
0: Okay, all right, and then uh, so let's talk some stratagems. Um, the the one that you've uh, oh, let's see. Uh, oh, the first one's divine intervention. What's that? That's a lot of text.
1: This is the one I've been talking about. So basically, uh, if a character is destroyed, right when it's destroyed, you can do this once per character. Every character except Celestine who has a two-up role to get back, which means it works on your dogmata, or it works on your dialogue, it works on your canonist, it works on your triumph, it works on your Judith. Named characters are not excluded anymore. It works on your stern, who we didn't talk about. She's an independent, she's a solo operative, so she's quite powerful. Um, yeah, discard one of the miracle dice and at the end of the phase, they get back up with one to three wounds, one per miracle dice you discard. Only use one, like it's okay. Like one is enough most of the time. And because it's end of the phase, they can't shoot you again when they kill you for the first time. So it ensures you will be standing there when the dust clears. Uh, this is just so good. I like, I've been using this two, three, four times a game, every single game. It's just incredible value, incredible board control, incredibly annoying. Um, your characters just don't get put down the way that three and four would models deserve to be. That's because of this stratagem, S-tier, S-tier strat.
0: Awesome. Uh, all right, and then there's Light of the Emperor. It's a 1CP command phase strat, uh, one adept to storage unit from your army that is below its starting strength. Um, we want to define that. Until the end of the turn, your unit can ignore any or all modifiers to its characteristics and or to any role or test made for it, excluding saving throws.
1: Okay. So this is a lot of text which says, ignore all the negatives. Um, the coolest thing about this is you can ignore uh, OC going to zero if you get Battle Shocked. You can keep your uh, OC score at whatever it was, which means this is another way to protect against losing an objective. So like let's say you've got two units at risk of Battle Shock. One you can auto-pass with the Core Strat, uh, and then one you can auto-pass with Light of the Emperor, which is pretty cool, backup utility. Also, it's nice into minus one to hit, minus one to wound type abilities. The downside is you have to have lost a model first and you trigger it at the start of your command phase. So you have to call it well in advance. So it's a little niche because how often have you lost... The OC thing is useful because you probably lost a guy, hence battle shock. But for a lot of other cases, like ignoring you know, buffs other units, the odds of you having lost a model before you commit it is not high. So it's a little bit niche, I found. Uh, but it's still nice to have in your back pocket. I won't complain about it. Okay. Uh, how about Holy Rage? <laughs> plus one to wound in combat, baby. Yeah. Every time you're in combat, you're going to spend a CP for plus one to wound. It's great. A tier strat. Just do it. Just do it a lot. One CP.
0: All right. Nice and simple. Uh, yeah. Spirit of the Martyrs, two CP. Until the end of the phase, um, each time model in your units is destroyed, if that model has not fought, it's fight on death.
1: Yeah. It's it's what the Repentance Strat was, but it works across your entire army. Uh, now, we don't have a ton of super scary combat. But I would say, don't forget, uh, it's fighting model by model, which means the first. Let's say your unit gets wiped. The first one hits normal. The next half of your squad hits a plus one to hit, and then the last half of your squad hits a plus one to hit plus one to wound, which is deceptively cool with the um, with the detachment buff. Uh, you know, it's great. It's two CP. It's a threat. It causes problems if they want to combat you. It's almost weird because no one's in combat. This is not a combat edition. This is like a shooting edition right now um yeah but having it in your back pocket for combat control is very very powerful um we're very good at combat control and this is one of the two you're about to read the other reasons why but this is one of the two reasons why
0: okay yeah i was just thinking that two cp might be a little pricey for with the fact that most of your combat units are not real effective at this point
1: no i don't think so i think you have to have a very good reason to do it like you expect to do important damage when you get killed which is going to happen right but it's not yeah. that common of a scenario not like okay. it used to be. All
0: right. And then uh, how about suffering and sacrifice?
1: This is the other part of why we're so good at combat control. So this used to be a strategy that basically only worked on your warlord or Celestine and your warlord was always Vol. So it only worked on Celestine. Now it works for any Swartis infantry or Walker character. So it works on Paragons, works on Vol, works on Penitent Engines. It just doesn't work on like the tank tanks, big boxes. Uh, here's the way this works. Anytime an enemy model is within engagement range of, the care of the unit you chose it must attack the unit that you chose which means if i want to attack a big gribbly with you know 10 Zephrim and uh two cr- and 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 I, they're showing i don't know they've got to fight first or something or they're like showing an interrupt with two cp i'll also charge in two crusaders and say you're only allowed to punch the crusaders and it will obliterate them that 20 point unit give me a miracle dice and then the zephyrm can go to work um. You can also, in 10th edition, you can walk through your own units, so you can interweave your units like A, B, A, B, A, B in a line, so if they charge you, they must base you if they can, which means they'll be within range of both units, so you can ensure only one of those units ever dies. So for, for both defense and offense, this is incredible combat control. Um, against a combat heavy list, this will be so important to play properly, and it's a very, very powerful thing, especially if our combat units get better in the future, this will feel triply so, but even now. It's a very, very good stratagem, I would say. Okay. S tier cool. for sure.
0: All right. Excellent. And then uh uh lastly, rejoice the fallen. What's that?
1: Oh. Uh so this is a cool one. This is uh it was an order of our martyr lady strategy in the last book. It works like this. If you get shot and you lose a model, but not all the models, the rest of them get real mad and they shoot back. They can only shoot the thing that shot them and it but it's only one CP. So it's a niche stratagem. But if like you get low rolled and you've got three or four ret still standing there. And, and for some reason, they're within 18 inches. This is a great one CP to light them up. Uh, and you're plus one to hit because you've lost a unit, because you've lost a model. So uh, I found it's quite niche uh, for sure because a lot of stuff is indirect. So you're not seeing what's shooting you. And a lot of the times you just get killed. But for one CP, you know, you're going to use it fairly often when you can. And I think you should use it every time you get presented the opportunity. It's a It's a neat little tech piece for sure.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah. All right, that's it for all the data cards, enhancement strats. So let's just go back and talk some large, large concepts here. The overall play style now for sisters, at least in this index edition, until we get a until we get a codex. How would you define the play style, Exorcist? So
1: I think, yeah, Exorcist. So I mean, Dave, it's, I, I think it's still a very early edition, and we don't know what the meta's is going to be. But here's what we do know. We know Overwatch is super powerful. We know Indirect is super powerful, right? Uh, And what's interesting about that is you can only Overwatch once per turn. And there's only so many data sheets which have Indirect in your opponent's list, right? And so I think if you invest heavily into big units, you're going to be sad because those big units are going to get killed quickly and easily and efficiently. But like I said at the top of the show, if you invest in lots of little units, you kind of stress your opponent's guns. And our little units, like they all have miracle dice, they can randomly pass a save if we get near the end of a, you know, rolling a bunch of saves. The Arcoflads are T4 with a four, feel no pain, and two wounds. They're obnoxious for what they cost. The Penitent engines are ridiculous value for their 60 points. And so you kind of just have these little idiots running around, like be- sitting on objectives, being a problem, scoring, um, scoring card secondaries. We're really good at this because we just have so many little guys to go do the mission. So we're quite good at tactical objectives. I think you want a lot of that stuff with a lot of angels because angels are also fast in admission play. You back it up with exorcists. And if you keep your exorcists safe, you've got a real shot at doing some very bad things to your opponent while they deal with all the crap you threw forward and your cannons that didn't die and your Celsius that didn't die, you know, Um, and maybe your triumph that you pushed up, like we talked about. I think that's what probably the most competitive version of Sisters looks like right now is like a lot of hash, harass, a lot of threat overload by quantity of units rather than quality like defensive profiles and three exorcists i think that's what it probably looks like today and maybe there's an armor build maybe there's an infantry flood build that i haven't really experimented with but but so far what i'm doing right now unless i'm against L's, which are mega broken it feels like it's got game into anything that's not objectively broken in the meta right now i think probably yeah
0: all right. Um, are you when you're so in the test games that you've done? Are you feeling like it's better to go with the pre-planned fixed secondaries? Or are you doing the tactical?
1: Tacticals. It's not yeah. even a close conversation. Tacticals all the oh, way. Okay. I-, I mean, like maybe there's a world where if they give up, bring it down, and you could score engage easily because we're good at engage with all the angels and the little chaff units. I could see that being a thing you would do. But tacticals have consistently been scoring pretty efficiently. Like unless you get crappy draws. Like you have enough damage to go kill one or two things, which is all you need to do typically for those cards, and you have enough units to go just like do stuff in places. Seraphim move after they shoot. Seraphim move after they shoot. Like I think tacticals are just so good for sisters. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. Um, what are, What do you What are a couple strengths and a couple weaknesses for sisters?
1: Uh, strengths: We are very good at denial. Uh, you can reserve all of your angels, you know, up to 500 points of angels. You can reserve your retributors. So because there's no more command phase buffs, right? Because they're not built around vol, it means you can come in off the board edge and be just as efficient as you otherwise would be. Even with Repentia, which I've deadpanned, right? They don't need that for full hitman rolls. Retributors don't need it. Um, Which means we can keep a lot of stuff off the table pretty efficiently. And then with rapid ingress and, uh, you know, drop in, shoot, and move on the seraphim, like we have a lot of control over where things end up. So, you know, I've got some chaff holding my line. If you're ready, you can deep track me to meet with Exorcist pummeling you. And where you present weakness, I'm just going to shove a bunch of angels down that side of the board. So I think we're very, very good at denial and control style play, um, which is something we didn't have in the last book. Not really. You'd have one or two angel doing it and be firing off Repentia from behind a wall. But we didn't have the kind of like wide range of board control that early testing has shown that we can do this edition. So I say that's a real strength. And you know. In the indirect war, we're coming up near the top. So that's cool too, I guess. Uh, right. If we're going to be playing that game, I'd rather be good at it than bad at it. So, right. you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, maybe I wouldn't rather be playing that game. But if we're, if that's what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Um, as far as weaknesses, I'd say the biggest problem is our combat is quite anemic compared to what it was. It used to be like I could point a at anything in the game and delete it. We just can't do that. Right. I had 10 Terminators and Abaddon in my lines for three turns. And I was wildly offended that I couldn't just one, you know, one button press delete that unit like I was used to. <laughs> uh, so, like, we don't have explosive damage in combat, and our and Melta has just been radically neutered. Like, strength nine in a world of T ten is just abysmal. Like, all these random anti tank guns other factions get are like strength twelve and strength ten, like everywhere. And then we're sitting on yeah. strength nine dedicated anti tank with no anti, like no anti tank in the rule. Um, right. I think it's just a huge miss by games workshop and quite disappointing. So we've lost the explosiveness, but we've gained a bunch of control. So we're into trickiness, jankiness, high skill play, uh, reactive play and like opportunistically grabbing weakness where we can with angels, you know, at the, ex- and that's what we're going to have to do now. We're going to have to outplay our opponents and I'm I'm here for it. That's a great challenge, but it's just what yeah. it's going to be for a little while.
0: Yeah. Um, did the, I can't remember uh, when GW released that, that list of, The first like eight or nine codexes that they're gonna drop in the next year. Sisters is on that list, isn't it? I don't remember. It's a good question.
1: I mean the other problem is with ninth edition, like there was like this huge gap between Marines and Necrons in book three, right? We don't know what the Right. Hopefully it's better because there's no COVID. But yeah, I mean we'll see. We'll see. Look, I think we've got game. Look, ignore the S tier. The S tier is wildly broken. We knew that was gonna happen. It's index forty K. It was broken the last time we did Next 40k in eighth edition. Ignore the S tier, it'll get fixed. Hopefully quickly, it'll get fixed. Sisters have playing to A tier. They have planned to B tier. S tier will get fixed. Go have a good time. I think you'll still be very competitive. Uh, certainly your RTTs, and I think you've got game into the super majors too. I really do. Um, just don't expect to go five and zero. Oh. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, so with that, I have a. I had promised on some previous episodes that we would bring Rules Lawyer segment back. Um, we've got an interesting one today. So I'm going to, I'm going to um, want your input on this one too, Mitch. It's kind of a, there's oh, three no. different rules. We got to, we got to talk about some interaction here. Um, but I think overall it's a fairly good, although unfortunately we, we have to talk about some Xenos. So, which I know uh, might, I'm might out. offend your, your, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing to do with this. Can right, we talk about killing them? So, uh, sort of. Sort All, of. Right. Um, All right. I'm back. So uh, the question was, uh, this is from Jose Kramer on the, uh, on our community Facebook page. He asked, if a unit of termagants is holding an objective and your opponent deep strikes in during their turn, a unit that intends to threaten those termagants to try to charge them or something, can you use the rapid ingress to bring in a trigon to get between the termagants and the enemy deep strike unit? Um, Obviously, rapid ingress, for for the couple of people that haven't um, memorized it yet, is one of the best stratagems in the game uh, right now. Um, It allows you to bring in a unit, um, one of your reserve units in your opponent's Movement phase during their reinforcement step. Uh, so, and then the Trigon has the subterranean tunnels rule that says that each time this model is set up on the battlefield using deep strike, you can set it up anywhere on the battlefield that's more than three inches horizontally from all enemy units. Um, when doing so, if it's set up within nine inches, it can't charge that turn. Uh, so, um, can you bring in the Trigon to get between the termagants and, say, say, Zephyr are being deep strike, a deep strike in nine inches away from these termagants. They want to, they're intending clearly to try to, to charge and clear off those termagants. Can you bring in a Trigon to get between them?
1: I don't understand these tyrannids that you speak of, but. <laughs> did you mean barbecue? Yes. Like barbecue? Oh, all yes. right. Large so barbecue. My-
0: gets between Gets in with the way of small barbecue.
1: My understanding is that, well, it doesn't say end of your opponent's move phase. Like, so you couldn't Trigon in your, in your move phase, right? Is the idea that I rapid ingress and then you counter rapid ingress between them in the same turn? Yeah, well, yeah. The idea
0: is, um, in, in so say you're playing sisters and I'm playing Tyranids. Um, you deep strike in some, some zephram and you're going to try to charge the objective to clear off my, my yeah. term against my chaff unit. Now, I use rapid ingress. So you did deep strike in your turn. I use rapid ingress in your turn at the end. After I see zephram, I use rapid ingress and I bring in a Trigon. Which has yeah. this, it basically has deep strike, but it, it can deep strike within three, up to, you know, outside of three inches. So I can, oh. I'm not, I can, I can legally, theoretically put the trigon between the termagants and the Zephs. So,
1: I don't see why not. It just says you can arrive on the battlefield as if it were the reinforcement step of your movement phase. So I assume right. it would do it the same way you would normally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so too.
1: Um, You've given my exorcist something to do. So I appreciate that. And then I'll go on and do my <laughs> job anyway. But yeah, seems fine.
0: Right. And so therein is, the. Is you've got some other issues like, um, you, you, yes, you can do that, but then um, it, their indirect fire can overwatch you even out of line of sight since line of sight's not required for overwatch now. Um, and there's other issues, but the short uh, answer, Jose, is yes, um, Mitch and I both agree you can do this. So that is, that is legal. Um, I don't know if it might be better to bring in a Moloch just behind the Termigans at 12 <laughs> inches away. And and do some mortal wounds on the on the enemy deep strike unit. See if you can whittle them down before they try their charge. Um,
1: but also, uh, seraphim are not going to charge. They're just going to walk up six inches and stand on it anyway after having barbecued you. So if oh, you want sure, to yeah. stop this, make sure you are at the front of your objective, not the back, so that there's you know less than three inches between you and the front lip of the objective. Or else I'm just yeah, going to do that instead.
0: There you go. Um, the other thing that I, the other issue that I had is, is that you charging now, if, if the, the unit that deep strikes in, usually those units have fly. So they can probably, if they get a good roll on their charge, they could just fly over the trigon. You're not going to, yeah. you know? so I would, I would put the trigon base to base with whatever, with your term against or whatever, so that they're at least forced to charge both. Yeah. So, um, anyway, all right, cool. Um, so that's the return of rules lawyer. Um, Mitch, thank you for participating in the first ever 10th edition rules lawyer segment. Uh, I appreciate your, your input.
1: Um, thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored to talk about various ways I can kill bugs when they try to do janky things to me. It's great. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hate bugs, but not as nearly as much as I hate pointiers. So, you know, um, <laughs> I have so much PTSD from elves in, in third edition and second edition. Um, it just won't go away. Um, um all right. So, with that said, uh, Mitch, Flamers. thank you. Flamers yeah. all day long. Uh, Mitch, seriously, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is such an honor to have you on here. Um, uh, before we close out, do you want to tell anything else to the community? Anything else you want to share?
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: So, listen, if, if you're like, man, an hour and a half of Sisters was pretty cool, but what if I just could listen to, like, hundreds of hours of Sisters content instead because I'm that kind of weirdo? Uh, boy, do I have a show for you. Sister Act 40K? is a sister's exclusive podcast. As far as I know, it's the only sister's exclusive podcast. Uh, It's all that we do. Uh, We talk about the whole aspect of the hobby, you know, hobbying to the lore, but a lot of it is quite competitively focused. We're 46 episodes deep having started this thing in 2020. So we are committed to this thing. Uh, And we just did three and a half hours with Mr. John Lennon reviewing the index. So if you want to go real deep on every last data sheet, the content's there. it's not released yet, but it'll be released very soon when we get done editing it. So Sister Act 40K, yeah. you need the 40K or you get Whoopi Goldberg content.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I almost with my intro, I almost did a, did a Whoopi Goldberg reference. And I'm like, no, you probably get way too many of those.
1: I'm going to do something. She has yet them. to sue us. So we're doing all right. Well, that's good. All right. Yeah. Uh,
0: and no, seriously, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please check out Sister Act 40K. It is without, and I'm not saying it's just because Mitch is right in front of me on the video screen. It is seriously one of my favorite podcasts. It, oh, of, thank of, you. And I and I listen to a lot of podcasts driving all over the, the great state of Georgia, going to different courthouses. I absolutely love Sister Act. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but if Sister Act drops, I'm listening to that one first. So oh, um, definitely you. go and check them out. Uh, Mitch and Rob do a great job. They have some uh, outstanding guests themselves. Uh, John Lennon's on there from uh, Art of War. He's on there fairly regularly. John's a nice guy. He's very knowledgeable too. So they have some great content. Go check them out. Uh, and with that, um, ladies and gentlemen, that thank you again for giving us your time and your attention. Um, you know, as always, I'm excited to be back talking about these 10th edition, uh, all these indices. Um, I, and again, um, as with all these, I'm recording these somewhat out of order and releasing them as possible. So nice. tune in next time to to be surprised to find out what index we're going to do next. Uh, we did just record ADMEC, so by the time you hear this, I may have already released ADMEC or it may be coming next. Who knows? It'll be it's all surprise to me as well as you. Um, so. Uh, Until next time, this is Dave Kommel for Mitch Beard and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, uh, and this is a quote from Joan of Arc, uh, one life is all we have and we live it as we believe in living. But to sacrifice what you are and to live without belief, that is a fate more terrible than done. Have a great week. Take care.